Welcome to the Loftus Party Podcast. Let me tell you a little story. We're going to start with story time. This is a story about the Wuhan. This is a story about a lockdown. And that if we all didn't stay home, millions would perish. And then there were some protests. So I guess it was cool. It was cool to go out and protest. Because it was important. Thousands of people jamming the streets, not wearing masks, shouting looting that's all cool and now evidently there's new cases everybody and they're talking about ooh, maybe we'll have to slow down the reopening maybe even a lockdown part two and i'm here to tell you right now that ain't happening i'm not going to abide by it in the least little bit and the gimlet has already chimed in there yet there'll be that like that ship has sailed that ship i will have none of it no, None I'll be down. I'll be I'll be pulling down statues of uh, of Yale and and Princeton. I'll be out there by myself. Um, yes. So it is. Uh, I believe you're you're calling it uh, fear porn or COVID panic porn or porn. panic porn. It is a an onslaught again. It's it's full tilt boogie by the media. Ooh, cases are rising. There's new cases. There's the m- more cases, more cases. Oh, what should we do? And uh, remind me to tell you the story. Uh, just uh, It's sometimes striking how people have no idea what's going on. They have You have no idea the power of, of the media and CNN. Like, oh, everybody, you always celebrate their ratings. The ratings suck. I went to the local haircut place place called Sports Clips the other day and right here on Long Island and the girl who cut my hair had no idea hadn't had had no idea like Cuomo's doing a great job this that and she's just she's just on board she's just uh, a, a lemming with scissors lightener I did but you know what it's very hard because you don't want to drop the hammer you don't want to drop the hammer of knowledge. I don't want to come at her like four and bring the lightning. <laughs> like, listen here, little oh, miss. No. I, I just I, I'm I'm over raise, it. I, I, I drop the hammer. I try to raise the questions. I'm like, you know what's weird? She's like, she's like, yeah, Cuomo. I think he did a good job. And I'm like, well, he, you know, you know what's weird? And she's like, what? And I go, I think it's so weird how he would make nursing homes take COVID patients because. Yeah, you know, he knew he was on TV every day saying this is the most vulnerable of a population. So why would he put sick people in with the most vulnerable? And I'm like, you know, like 5,000 people died. To me, that's he kind of murdered them. And she's like, oh, wow. You could just like she had no clue. Zero clue. So anyway, I'm not doing it. I'm not participating. I'm doing the mask thing because I'm lazy. And I want to talk trash about you silently. And I don't want you to see my lips moving. I will wear the mask in the grocery store. I don't pay attention to the arrows. I will uh, wear the mask. I just, don't, I just don't want the hassle. I just don't want the hassle of it. But uh, lockdown, I will not be supporting uh, a second lockdown whatsoever. Because no well, one's talking about the deaths. The deaths are like the same or lower. They've fallen off a cliff. Because for the most part, it's younger people that are being affected. They don't get as sick. I mean, just I was talking to a buddy of mine here that works in the hospital. And part of the reason we even know 
this many people have it is because people are going to the doctors and the hospitals for other reasons, like an outpatient yes. surgery or a CAT scan, and they're getting tests before their procedure. So they're well enough to think they can go to surgery and they find out they have the virus. Yeah, and then so uh, this they're is not just, sick. <laughs> this is just a, a what's well, like D.L. Hughley. Uh, you know, D.L. Hughley, we were talking about it last week. He passed out on stage uh, at the, uh, the Zanies there in Nashville, mm-hmm. had zero symptoms. And so here's, I, I think it bears repeating. It bears repeating. The deadly virus, a virus is a parasite. It needs a live host. It needs someone to walk around with it so it can spread. So if it kills the host, that strain of the virus has nowhere to go. It's it's burning down the house in which it lives. So what I think we're seeing, this is just me just kind of parroting things that like intuitively make sense that I've seen medical professionals say. So you've got the 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 less deadly strain is going to flourish because it doesn't kill the host and the host walks around can it just it's like a, the whole evolutionary theory. So I think that's what we're seeing. And we're seeing, obviously, this is a, a direct result of, uh, oh, that's the other thing the girl was saying. Don't you think they, they, boy, they opened up the restaurants too fast down in Florida. They shouldn't have opened up those restaurants in Texas. And I'm like, they shouldn't have had thousands of people in the streets screaming at one another. It's just like that. It, it didn't even factor in. She was like, oh, yeah. Like, my God, the streets were packed with protesters in all these huge cities. Hard to believe they're seeing an uptick two weeks later. It's hard to believe. Like, that never occurred. So I think it's the less it's the less deadly strain, thank God. You know? And oh, hey, it, if you go out and protest, that's what that's what's gonna happen. Like I, I it's the media, it's reprehensible. It's reprehensible well, how they're go ahead. It's not even like less deadly, more deadly. What happens to some people is the virus triggers an overreaction of their immune system and their immune system starts attacking their own body, kind of like an autoimmune disorder. Yeah. Yes. So we know that now. The thing is called a cytokine storm. We know how to treat those. Right? Infectious disease doctors know how to treat them. And nobody's talking about those clinical protocols needing to be beefed up and shared. Because, like, we can't talk about that. We can't talk about the fact that we had a doctor doing this out in California in March. Probably saved the lives of several dozen patients that he was treating. Right? His success never got publicized. The only place I saw him interviewed was on Glenn Beck's show. Yeah, well, um, that's terrifying but, that I you mean, get the wrong doctor. But, I mean, that's why I, like, put out this whole COVID thread. If someone I love gets COVID, this is what we're going to do. And yeah. the last step is if I end up in the hospital, somebody's calling Dr. Yediger out in California and saying, how are you treating this? Because he's doing <laughs> oh. it right. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so, I mean, we just, and so then the UK puts out a study about dexamethasone. 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 It is an old drug, a cheap drug. It's a corticosteroid. 
it saved 40% of patients on ventilators because they're having a cytokine storm. They said if they had started using those drugs, which were explicitly cautioned against on the NIH website, okay, mm-hmm. 5,000 lives would have been saved in the UK. If we started treating it that way here, back when Dr. Yedigar was doing it in March, how many lives would have been saved? Many, many, many. Many, and the many, many. Stupid, the stupid, stupid, stupid thing that makes me so, so mad about the whole thing is they knew in 2003 that the SARS virus did this. And they said at the time, any virus or bacteria that goes from an animal to a human has this potential. Yeah. So why in the hell did nobody remember that? That is a very, very striking thing. That's a great question. And then you've got all these clips of, like, Dr. Fauci, you know, going, hey, well, the next president, the next president is going to have... Uh, a pandemic to deal with and then they had written papers and like oh you know hydroxychloroquine that's the way to go and if this happens then you do that it's like you had all of this documentation of an apparent readiness an apparent readiness oh well if this happens we'll do this like you're saying going back to 2003 going back to 2013 going back to 2017 going back to 2019 like there's all these medical and like it's like how are they not talking there's the internet there's so like what it's it really, uh, I'm I'm turning into conspiracy theory Joe right here. It's like everyone all of a sudden had had this massive memory lapse, and they didn't know how to send emails, and and they were just like, "Oh, we're in the dark on this one. This is something. This is something we've never seen before. What could we possibly do? We should maybe try voodoo. Someone bring in a goat and start drawing stars on the floor. Like, what is the problem? Okay, so. Like, in any other business or industry, right, when you see something that's 90% similar to something else, you go and look up everything you know about that other thing. <laughs> it's, seriously, like, it, that's, it's, it's, it's criminal, <laughs> and it's horrible, and it's, it can't, this many people aren't that stupid. Like, you figured it out, I figured it out. I'm sure tons of others like, why don't you get on the internet and look at, wow, this looks like that. How did they solve that? Well, they used this or they tried this and it didn't work. Well, let's try that again. It's not, it's, it's not even, um, retarded. It's, it's, it's it's criminal. It is. It is. Oh, and then last month, a yeah. guy named Dr. Donald Yeely, an epidemiologist, okay, wrote an yes. article in the American Journal of Epidemiology because he was very confused by all this controversy about hydroxychloroquine. He's like, this is a no-brainer, right? Yes. So he went and surveyed studies and clinical trials that have been done in other countries when you're supposed to give the drug, which is early and outpatient, which is what I've been screaming 
for months, right? We we have proof. We have proof right here. You can go back. I'm serious. On the podcast, we've been saying it for, for months. And he said, yeah, you guys were trying to give it for the viral pneumonia and the end stage. That was never going to work. Everybody's giving it early in outpatient. 72% of doctors in Spain are giving it early in outpatient. I'm doing I'm doing a comedic bit now. But it's like these doctors. Remember that big, uh, the big giant baby like, on uh, on on Warner Brothers? The my you know, the guy talked like that. It's like doctors were doing that. They, they wanted to sabotage hydroxychloroquine so bad they're like, we got a patient who's got a fever of 120 degrees. He's been on a ventilator for a year. Let's give him a half a pound of hydroxychloroquine. And see what happened. Oh, his heart exploded. It must be the hydroxychloroquine. Get that get that medicine off the shelves. Well, and he goes through the article and says it has to be given hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin, and zinc. If you mm-hmm. have arrhythmias or a family history of cardiac arrhythmias, you substitute doxycycline for azithromycin. So there's right. even something you can do if you have... Because it's the combination of those two drugs. It's not the hydroxychloroquine that does it. Yes. Yeah. I'm just sitting here. But he wrote this in the American Journal of Epidemiology. And says, I've looked at all of these studies. I've looked at all of these studies with thousands of patients. Right? Mm -hmm. And it absolutely works early in outpatients. There's demonstrable results. Never forget, ladies and gentlemen. Never forget, there was that Democratic uh, lawmaker lady, I don't know if she was city council or what, up in Michigan. And there, well, She's their in the gov- House of Representatives. The lady who, who's, mm-hmm. whose husband had it? No, she had it. She had the COVID. She had the mm-hmm. Wuhan. And she was at death's door. And she's like, y'all might want to get me that hydroxychloroquine. And she's like, that, that drug saved my life. And thank goodness that Trump... Uh, said something about it because well, I never would have known. Alba say that too, didn't he? Was he the actor that came out and said, "Yeah, I took it. It worked." <laughs> well, she had she was pub- she was admonished by the rest of the Democrats. They're like, "You are going to you are in trouble for saying that." So, okay, so, so, so here, go ahead. You've got more. Stacy's prescription. If yes. someone you love is diagnosed with the COVID. Hmm. You get them the hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin, and zinc, especially if they're over the age of 65 or have a pre-existing condition. Okay? Yes. Next, and this is for symptomatic people, all right? Next, Mm -hmm. and that needs to happen in the first five days of symptoms, according to Dr. Yeely. Next, you go to the Walgreens or the Walmart and you buy yourself a pulse oximeter, the little clip that goes on your finger and measures your oxygen level. Okay? I didn't if even that know becomes you could get consistent, that. Hmm? I didn't even know they had those at Walmart. This is fantastic. Yes, they do. So, you wear that and if it consistently goes below 93, get the ass to the hospital. Right. Now, and now, then, then go ahead. You, you ask for an immunologist. You want an immunologist helping to treat you in addition to whatever regular doctor you have. And you want that immunologist to call Dr. Thomas Yediger at Cedars-Sinai Providence and he's the ICU director and say, talk to me about the protocol you're using. That dude, that dude should just have it on his voicemail. He should be like, that's what we're doing. 
thank you, thank you for calling Dr. Blah, blah, blah. Here's what you want to do. They, they, they should. They should have the recipe for it. So I'm not, I'm not going to, um, I'm going to be pissed about the lockdown. I can't force a restaurant to stay open. I can't force the, the barber shop to stay open. But if you're listening and you got a small business, you can't, you can't even consider can't closing. You can't even consider doing it. Nope. These people are morons and they've, and they're trying to lay they've this. screwed at, up the whole thing. Yeah. And they keep trying to play political football with it. And it's a very common uh, refrain all over Facebook, all over social media that, oh, my goodness, Trump. And he's been horrible the way he handled this. And he was asleep at the switch. And now 100,000 people are dead. And I'm telling you, let's subtract. Let's subtract the old people that Cuomo killed. Let's subtract well, the old Cuomo people they Whitmer killed in, and the guy in, in Jersey yeah. and oh, in Pennsylvania, that mm. uh, that transgender horror show of a human being who knew that uh, they we're were about to kill her out. Yeah, because she knew we're about to kill a bunch of old people. We're about to kill a boatload of old people. I don't want my mom in there, so I'm going to reapply my lipstick, put on my new clip-on earrings, and go get my mom out of there. Okay, we're we're gonna uh, so well, it's ridiculous. I think, I think Bill Kirpin from um, not Heritage Foundation. I forget the name of the organization he's in. He's actually been tracking nursing home deaths for months now, nationwide. Yeah. That's like half of them. Yes, that's the statistic that I've been hearing too. Mm-hmm. That it's like it's half the deaths. They mm-hmm. just these and. Uh, of course, it's quarantine, so you can't go in there and advocate, and it's it's horrific. It is it, horrific. And, and that's, go there ahead. was a doctor in Texas who was the medical director of a nursing home. He had 41 COVID-positive patients. He started giving them hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin, and zinc. Only one went to the hospital, and it was because they fell. Yeah. It's... But he's a Republican, so we have to trash him in the media for giving this terrible drug to these older, older Americans. And I'm like, they're alive. And this is seems like a a good thing. It's a great you, you. It's a great point. They trash him in the media and everyone forgets just how it was striking to me the other day, how completely and totally Without a clue, this girl was, and I that it was very concerning. That my my uh, my girl at the supercuts was the canary in the coal mine, and there's a lot of people on our side of the aisle who look at things through our perspective, and we gotta make headway. We gotta we gotta support the new media in whatever way we can. We gotta support the Tim Pools. We got to support the PJ medias. We got to support the Federalist. We got to share, share, share everything. And uh, in my, this is just my opinion. Don't, don't drop the hammer on strangers. Try to figure out a way to get them to question this stuff. Like, man, Trump was, you know, lazy and, uh, you know, he killed 100,000 people. And you go, wow, you know, what's weird because I heard. And, I, and it's true. Like, half these deaths are for nursing homes. 
which is true. Had policies with Democrat governors. Yeah, and I found out that Cuomo, he knew this and was putting the patients in with the old people. That's horrible. And then just you're planting seeds. We got to be like Johnny Appleseed. Just plant. Once people once people learn how to question, then and and if you tell somebody if you if you because I think this is just America. If you shove our nose in something and go, this is what you'll think. Your first instinct is to, is to just shake it off and go, that person's crazy. You mm-hmm. just got to plant those little seeds. And once people start learning, wow, maybe I'm being lied to. That is it. That that The no, first it, step is the hardest. I actually dropped a hammer and I probably shouldn't have. My buddy does it all the time. I was sitting there. I was sitting there at the bar. My buddy Rick's sitting next to me. And my husband's on the other side. And we're having we're having a we're having a beer on Friday night, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I was watching CNN all day. I didn't hear nothing about that." To like some comment I made, I go, oh, "You boy. watch CNN all day?" <laughs> and he goes, "I'm like, like when you see Chris Cuomo and his brother, do you feel like your IQ is is lowering? Because I do." And he's like, he's like, oh, but that Cuomo, he really stuck it to Trump. I said, the same Cuomo that killed like 10,000 old people by putting COVID patients in a nursing home. I said, Trump didn't make him do that. In fact, the federal government cautioned against it. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, he did it's... what? And I'm like, yeah, see, his brother's not going to ask him that question. That's why you're not supposed to interview your brother. It's 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 horrible. We are uh, going to take Cuomo, a little. Chris Cuomo was right. His brother is the best politician in the country because he's escaping all accountability for this shit. It's. I'm not going to let up. There's a few things that I'm digging in that I'm that I'm digging into, uh, like a like a pit bull. I got a pit bull story later too. It's a little sad, but it'll be. But it has a happy ending. We're going to take a little break, and we're going to rail on on the the statue puller downers. We're going to rail on what's happening uh, in the country and what we got to do. So stick around for uh, some more info on the statue puller downer people. We don't like them. Not to be a backseat driver, but can you say for sure you got the best monthly payment possible on your auto loan? Could it be that you might have gotten a better deal by shopping the loan at a few places and have a lower car payment? Next time, before you go car shopping, visit Communication Federal Credit Union first. Our auto loan experts will find you a perfect loan and get you the lowest monthly payment we can. Communication Federal, your auto loan experts. Restrictions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. As a small business owner, you deserve more. More confidence, more connectivity, more of the tools that help your business thrive. And at Cox Business, you can expect more from us. We don't just have sales reps. We have perfect plan identifiers, people who will work with you to make sure your business gets everything it needs and nothing that it doesn't. Your business deserves more, and that's why you can expect more from Cox Business. Call 800-526-8572 to switch today.
We promised it. We promised it, and now we deliver. Some 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 high ground outrage at the uh, statue puller downers. We can all agree now, hopefully, that uh, this has nothing to do with statues. This has nothing to do nothing at with, all. <laughs> right when they're nothing when to they're, do with George Floyd. Nothing when they're going after Ulysses S. Grant. When they're going after Abe Lincoln. This obviously has nothing to do uh, with George Kirby. That was great. Oh, Nancy, God. Nancy Pelosi. Chief Schumer yeah. both did it. It was fantastic. <laughs> we have to honor the memory of George Kirby. So this is, um, I'm, I've been holding off. I, you guys know me. You know me. I, I, I don't like, I'm not great with the hot takes. I like to, I like to measure twice and cut once. These are class, these are, by their own words, trained Marxists. This is about huge changes in America. It is about defunding the police. It's about chaos. And out of chaos comes Marxism. And out of, uh, you know, uh, Marxist ideology comes socialism and communism. And then it's, you don't have to go, go far down the path to lots and lots and lots of dead people. For anyone to even consider this, here's what I was doing the other day, Gimlet. I got, I'm trying to maintain positive, right? I really think that's how we're going to hopefully dodge this bullet that, that is making its way across America is with optimism and with a plan and with it's this is the better way capitalism america this is the, the the better way you get piles of dead people i was watching some uh youtube was suggesting some jordan peterson and and i hadn't you know been watching jordan peterson clips in the longest time but it's just so great and you guys should check him out on on youtube the the short the shorter stuff it's just i love how fired up he gets and he he knows this stuff and he's like he gets so pissed off like if you even consider like uh, a marxist ideology socialism communist you're so completely ignorant or just you're just delusional but we've been down this path before the the world has tried this you guys it's not hyperbole it fails every single time and when it fails it's with horrifying results and this is where we are now there's a group of people who are being blamed for all of society's ills and all these people have matching skin color that is super dangerous very that is, dangerous. And and that's not hyperbole either. You don't even want to play this game. You don't even want to play this game. So uh so let's not go there. We got I, I'm I, as hokey as it sounds, but you have to be vocal in uh you know supporting the police. You gotta be vocal in I love that that Trump stepped up and he put in the, the feds to you know, protect statues and going after people who are ripping them down. And it's as hokey as it sounds. It's got to be about law and order. You're not allowed to do this. We live in a society where there are rules and there are laws. And you and your little Antifa buddies can't just decide, we're going to pull down this statue because it offends us. There's got to be consequences. And, and okay. we have to be, we have to really 
be uh, when when they catch these people. Oh, share it everywhere. When when somebody's going to jail, look at this guy going to jail. Na 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 na. You ripped down a statue. You are an idiot. It's got to be bad. Well, do you did you hear this week up in Madison, Wisconsin, a bunch of um, rioters? They call them protesters. I call them rioters. Um, beat up a, a state rep, a Democratic state rep. Yes. Like an openly gay Democratic state rep. Yeah. Do you know why those people were protesting? Because I didn't know the story until today. Like, why those Do protesters why were, were there? They? Because why? some guy went into a either restaurant or store. Some black man went into a restaurant or store and started screaming at the patrons and wielding a baseball bat and got arrested. So they were protesting because he got arrested for menacing people with a bat. I, I saw that clip. I didn't know that was what set it off. The guy had a megaphone. Megaphone yep. walking through a restaurant, baseball bat on his shoulder. Yep. Out of like, right out of like the walking dead. So they were protesting that. They were protesting his arrest. Wow. He didn't, it's, he, uh, nothing bad happened to him that I'm aware of. There was no police brutality. He just got arrested. That's, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to walk into restaurants with baseball bats and megaphones no, and start screaming that people are are racist. This whole uh, the whole idea. Well, and then and then the, then you're watching the peak stupidity. Okay, woman's name is Marsha Conrad, I think. <clears throat> she yeah. works for an organization called Freed, and they do reenactments of freed women who made large contributions to the black community shortly after the Emancipation Proclamation. And gotcha. so there's a statue of Lincoln with a freed slave, okay, mm-hmm. that was commissioned shortly after his assassination, like within five years of him being assassinated. Yeah. The first donor to that was a freed black woman who gave the first $5 she made to have this statue erected. Yeah, the the grandson of the man who's depicted in that statue, who is also black, is there defending this statue of Lincoln being screamed at by white college kids. Yes, I don't mean I don't mean to laugh, but that is the most just like obviously there's a level of ignorance here about history. I mean, obviously, these people are these people are, would rather have anarchy uh, than than the system that exists now. So the one they pulled down in Wisconsin was an abolitionist. They're so... It's just... It's... I don't know why. I do know why. But it's just... It is... It's a it's a level of, of stupidity. And just... It, it's... It's just ne'er-do-wells who just... They just want to do violence. And and it's wrapped up in this righteousness. It's we are right and they are wrong. We are good and they are no. evil. And they use these no. totally fascist brown shirt Nazi party tactics. It's just... Well, did you I see can't... that white chick screaming at a black cop? You don't watch my videos. <laughs> it has become apparent to me... You, you don't think I'm funny, you don't think I'm talented, and I don't know how much longer I can abide. I, you must participate in the thing. I'm sorry to inform you of this. 
You must participate in the thing. Okay. Watch the videos. That was the subject of the last video I did. It was hilarious. I did a uh, Joe Biden impression. Raising money for the Biden campaign. And talking about how he has teams of idiots who will do whatever he wants. And his favorite is the, uh, is the young white girl yelling at the cop. If you want to make your head hurt, if you want to practically time travel through the stupidity. And it's everywhere. It's everywhere. These videos are my favorite. It's the super angry white girl yelling at the black cop, telling him about systematic racism and how he has it. It's the best. It's, it's my favorite thing. Now, if you would take the time out of your busy day, I think you'd be amused. I think you'd be amused by, by, my, my, by my comedic take on, on popular culture and politics. I can't find this woman's name. Who? This white woman that... It wasn't white guilt. She's a white woman who's all over the media right now about this book she wrote. It's a top seller on Amazon now. All about how to be an anti-racist. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any pro-racists? Uh, I'm like sure in order can... to be anti something, doesn't somebody have to be pro? The thing that I, I don't, you, you can't, you can't do it. But I'd love to. Uh, I'd almost wanted to start like a parody. Uh, to to pretend to be like a total like you'd get so much press. It would, you would be such a lightning rod if you would just pretend to be. I just, I just don't feel there's any coming back to it. But, like, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen just did another bit yeah. where he went to some white supremacist rally and he said he made a donation. And then he did, like, a sing-along, which is, like, hacky and he's already done it. I guess he did it last night. And, oh, he's the hillbilly and he tries to make the hillbilly sings horrible things. But if you could really... Just pretend to be like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if you could. But if, uh, you could be the anti-Borat. You you really could. It wouldn't be too hard for a uh, for a comedian to go just to the completely other way. Uh, and and I just and I just don't know if you go ahead. I, could you even really cancel that? I I don't know. I I know Twitter would. Of course. Twitter would totally not and and Facebook too and all that other stuff. So Well, it's kind of like that Tatiana McGrath account, that total parody of a total intersectional feminist. That's I think that's uh Joffrey Elwick. Yes, yes it is. Yeah. It's the same person and actually neither one of those people is real. It's actually somebody else behind both accounts. It's a right, guy. Right, right. Yeah, Very I've seen him interviewed. I can't remember his name, but he's hysterical. Super funny. Yeah. And the funny part of it is, half the time, people who aren't aware that that's a parody think he's actually serious because he, like, you can't parody these people. It's like it. It's really hard. 
It, it is, and it's there's. A, I'm so conflicted about it because I love to I love to stand back and watch them attacking themselves and who's fighting over who's most oppressed and white girls yelling at cops and it's just the entertainment value is great but they don't appear to be learning they don't they're just getting you know more what? fuel for their little crazy bs righteous anger and it's it's starting to affect my life when they start floating the balloon of like we might have to cancel fourth of july this is what? where oh they're floating the balloon out here in new york we mm, don't no. know. We might have to dial it back out of after. Uh, oh, because oh, of COVID still... or because it's racist? COVID. Because oh, okay. Of COVID. Thank God. You had me really scared. It is just it, it's it's an entertaining level of stupid on on you know one hand, but on the other hand, it's like now it's really starting to uh, affect my life. And the problem is, and this is what I'm. I'll I'll preach this till the cows come home. I really don't want violence. I really don't want violence from the side of the right. I don't, I don't, I don't want it. And it just seems like we're being steered in that direction. They want it. They want us. Oh yeah. Let's, let's, let's go, let's go attack that church again across from the white house. Let's go do that. When they start going after churches, boy, that's really, I feel like we're on a, we're like in a schoolyard. And and everyone's circled around, and the media is going fight, 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 fight. And nope, that's the that's the last thing we can do. But there's a part of me, there's a part of me, that just like, do you want to play this game? Do you really want to play? Because like, you get the bikers motivated, you get the NRA people motivated, you get the the business owners motivated. Whoo! It'd be short. It would be short. Don't look at Amazon's top-selling books. I was looking for that woman's name. It's Robin D'Angelo, and her book is White Fragility. Yeah. Why it's so hard for white people to talk about racism? Yeah. Probably They're... because white people have the lowest race co- race consciousness of anyone. There's actually well, a study. White people are hesitant to talk about racism because they don't they don't want to lose everything they've worked for. Okay. And be canceled and have their businesses destroyed. But if you look at the top 10 bestsellers on Amazon right now, number one is from Mary L. Trump, PhD. Too much, never enough. How my family created the world's most dangerous man. Stunningly fantastic. Oh, number yeah. two is John Bolton's book that really should be classified as fiction. From what I understand now. Yeah. Number three is white fragility. Number four is how to be an anti-racist by Ibram X. Kendi, who is terrifyingly awful. Number five is where the crawdads sing. And number six, you know, that's another, that's another book. And number six is another Kendi book stamped from the beginning. The definitive history of racist ideas in America. Those are the top six books on Amazon. Well, we are we are the country that invented racism. We are the country that invented slavery, according to Tim Kaine. It's just someday. Have you ever read the Bible? 
it it's obvi- obviously Tim Kane, you know, going to a, a deluxe Ivy League super racist college. Uh, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't read the Bible. He has no idea. Even like a cursory history of medieval Europe. It just, I can't. (sighs) You can go to Libya and buy a person today. Today. You can go there and buy a human being to do your bidding today. Now, if you go back in time, oh, this is (laughs) slavery. You would. uh, The American Indians did it. Everyone, listen. You take Everyone over. Everyone you, you, you have a battle with your neighbor. You have a battle with your neighbor, and you're like, "Well, we could kill all these people, or, or we could make them work for us for the rest of their lives." And wow, it? it would it would Conan free up so much of your time. Yeah, it's just like what's the line from the movie? Crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and hear the lamentations of the women. Yes, take them as slaves. First, you take all their shit, mm-hmm. including their women, and then you put them in chains. <laughs> yeah, and it frees you up to do so much stuff. Like, here, here's like, my day. Like, I have to work on the people. hut. I have to work on the hut. I have to get my weapons ready. I have to go hunting. Then I have to plant some stuff. And then I've got to make sure I'm ready for the winter. And then I've got to defend. Or, you know what I could do? I could capture a person and have them do a bunch of this. It's listen, uh, I, I'm not certainly the world not. It's a very tragic place until it, Western civilization kind of made it a it, lot less tragic. It has been a complete tragedy until certain cultures started to say individuals have rights. Every individual has the same amount of rights. We're all. Now, listen, it ain't perfect. We're getting better. You live in the least racist society ever on the face of the planet. I I have these Archie Bunker moments where I'm like, once upon a time, there's a group of people who felt bad about slavery. And they're like, you know what? We're going to give you your own country in Africa. And you guys can just go back there and have a great time. That was the idea. And 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 we <laughs> it's not the solution. But like you think about it like if you if you don't if you don't like it, if it's this messed up, leave. They they they're they're committed in this is about destroying our way of life. It's about destroying all we hold dear and reinventing it. It's it's all of that and it, it's gotta be stopped. Because America is the only country that's built on an idea. Yeah. So I can go live in the UK. I will never be British. True that. Someone from the UK can emigrate here and become a citizen. And as long as they buy into our big ideas, they're an American. It's uh, it's really and it's not I don't want to I don't want to understate it and I don't want to overstate it. It is. An amazing thing. And so far, it's worked. This this whole experiment with, with the states. It's it's worked. You get you get no matter your social strata, whatever, you can you can achieve through hard work and, and luck and all that stuff, and you can do amazing things. Uh 
you'll you you would be shocked these people are just insanely uh ignorant of history they're insanely ignorant of the ability and the opportunities that are staring right in the face and i think that it's just it's just the fun it's just the fun of i'm going to put on my goggles and my black hoodie and i'm going to load up my backpack with stuff that's a weapon but it doesn't look like a weapon and i'm going to call people names and i'm going to burn stuff and i'm going to make it just it's just bored stupid people uh doing violence and uh, going on for four weeks straight in portland because there's no consequence jobs no they do not they do not and it's just it's it's fun and look at what we're doing it's occupy wall street with with weapons uh, okay, we got to come back. We got to talk a little bit about uh, about General Flynn and what's going on there, and Biden and the Logan Act and uh, Obama and how they were running the whole thing, and a little bit of baseball news, a little bit of Star Wars news, and the cancel culture comes to the cartoon world. What? We'll be right back. If you prefer real mornings, shouldn't you have a real breakfast? At McDonald's, we get real about breakfast. That's why you can have a savory sausage biscuit with delicious hash browns for only $1.50. It's time to wake up breakfast. Single item at regular price. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. There's nothing more predictable in life than the unexpected. Lightning will always strike. Hail will fall on roofs. Fortunately, there's AAA. AAA has been helping members stay prepared for over a hundred years. So when unusual storms, fall in debris, or sudden leaks happen, you'll be covered. Check, check, and check. Get the home and auto insurance you need by talking with a AAA insurance agent today. Visit AAA.com slash insurance or stop by your local AAA store. We are back. We got to touch on this because this is, uh, in terms of being historically relevant, relevant, relevant. Good lord, uh, the General Flynn thing and these recently released notes of uh, of Peter Strzok. Who there was a lovely picture of uh, Peter Strzok hanging out with uh, one of those dudes from uh, the Lincoln Project. So that that ought to tell you something. But it was it was notes from a, a White House meeting. Uh, Obama was saying, do this, do that. Uh, I guess Jim Comey was going, yeah, we looked into these phone calls with Flynn and Kislyak. They seem to be legit. Obama said, keep it going. But uh, I don't know what, you know, what pretense. And then Joe Biden flew up the, hey, maybe we can get him for the Logan Act. So, oh, and, and, and how I would love, how I would love to start uh, prosecuting people for the Logan Act. I'm looking at you, uh, John Kerry, flying right. around the flying flying around the globe, trying to undermine Trump 
at, at every turn. So anyway, it goes it goes all the way to the White House. It goes to Obama. It goes to Biden. Uh, and it's not good. But just thankfully, uh, Flynn is off the hook. He's off the hook. And, oh, if and the judge will drop it. This is another just catch-22 mental gymnastics. How can you... I don't know how you can continue prosecuting this when a judge has to hire lawyers to defend him about his judgment because the Department of Justice said drop it. And this, it just it, it goes on and on and on. I, I, I don't. Uh, here's what I want to know. Here's what I want to know. Everybody. This is just me playing devil's advocate. Everybody wants to say, and, and maybe I've asked this question before, like General Flynn pled guilty. He was defending his son. They said, if you don't do this, we're going to get your son. What was his son going to be accused of? Oh, the, there was some case that they brought against Flynn's prior business partner that had to do with lobbying for Turkey. And his son was like the administrative person in the office. So they were going to try to drag him into it somehow. It's funny how they can go after Flynn's son for doing something untoward. But it's uh, Hunter Biden gets a pass. There's nothing. And that's and that's what is one of the most frustrating things, because I bet uh, seriously, I, I completely uh, I would I would bet all the house money on this. That when when Joe Biden hooked up Hunter with that job at Burisma, and then I'm sure that was completely legal. I'm sure it was completely legal. And then with the whole thing with the China and the investment, in it, I'm sure that was completely legal as well. Like like if you, if it goes, okay, yeah, it's it's horrible. It's nepotism. It's it's it just reeks to high heaven, but technically legal, and uh, and. It's insanely frustrating. It's insanely frustrating. But I'm glad Flynn's not going to jail. Next, uh, we got a Roger Stone. How can they? Here's the other thing. In the in the age of COVID, they got no problem sending Roger Stone to to jail, right? Isn't he? They let in that? Manafort out. Yeah, but but uh, but Roger Stone, he gets the death sentence. It's uh. Ooh. I mean, I say death sentence because of the, the whole the, the COVID scare, the COVID scare. So we're going to keep our eye on this. This is what I think. We got two separate things going on. They're both really bad. You know, the, the attacks on the statues and these Marxist Antifa morons running around that need to be arrested and sent to jail. However, you've got... Uh, the, the outgoing president of the United States of America weaponizing uh, the government against its duly elected president and, you know, private citizens. And, and that's that's really, really, really not good. That's really not good. OK, uh, Major League. Oh, geez. I will say this. Major League Baseball's coming back, which I think is great. That That's fine. That's wonderful. A 60 game season, which I think is plenty. Which I hopefully this hopefully going forward, Major League Baseball will reevaluate their season. Here's what I can't stand about baseball. I love the game. I played as a kid. I love the smell of the freshly cut grass. I love the sound. The whole all of it. I love it. There's like the the season's like like what 180 games long, and yeah. then you got interleague play, 
and and all this. It's too long. It's too long. You have too many games that mean nothing. You have too many games that no. I don't really even uh, pay attention to baseball even remotely until after the All Star break. That's when it starts to mean something. Same thing with basketball. Like who goes to who goes to a basketball game at the beginning of their marathon season? That's a yawn fest. That's a yawn fest. And baseball. Here I'll help. I'll help baseball. Here's what I want to do. The best part of the uh, All Star game, in my opinion, is the home run derby. Just watching these hitters come up and just see how many long balls they can hit. So you do that. You you have the home run derby. Then. Right after the Home Run Derby, everyone who competed in the Home Run Derby starts drinking and eating hot dogs. And if they want, uh, they can start having sex with prostitutes. They do this all night. The next day, you have the Babe Ruth Home Run Derby. Because Babe Ruth would hit these home runs when he was hungover, drunk, had just banged a prostitute and eaten a bunch of hot dogs. So I want to put all these baseball players in the same mental place that Babe Ruth was in, and let's see how good they do in the hungover Babe Ruth home run derby. That sounds like like entertainment. Like they have to do a breathalyzer before they step up to the plate, and they have to blow at least like a 1.6, a 1.7, like hammered and let's see let's see how they do and then we can appreciate how awesome babe ruth was i think that's a fantastic idea i would watch that i would watch that that's entertainment that's good stuff yeah i think i'm sticking with like high school lacrosse at this point because i can't i can't have the politics in my sports lacrosse yeah yeah, maybe hockey. I Hockey's, don't think you can kneel on ice skates. Hockey's hockey's fun. Oh, <clears throat> the the whole the the NFL of it all. I I just the NFL. Oh, oh my gosh! How are we not? How are we not talking about Bubba Wallace? How are we not talking about Bubba Wallace? How that almost escape us with the little uh, the little the little door pull noose. Bubba Smollett, was, you mean? Yeah. Where? Hey, here's the other thing I can't, and I should know this stuff. Where did they find the noose? Where did, was it in the back it of his car? Was a garage car? door pull? But we, I know, I know, I know, I know. But where did they find it? Somebody, somebody cut it off, and it was on. Where, where, where was it when it was discovered? Was it? Oh, on, I have, no, I have no, no. It was just hanging from the door. What happened no, was the reason I, no, it I thought, looked, the reason I it looked the way it did is because yes, no, they didn't yes. cut it. They didn't cut it off. I don't think. Oh, that's what I thought the whole thing was. I thought no, somebody no, no. cut off the noose mm-hmm. and then it was like on the car or on the driver's seat. No. It, it was the way just I understood there? the story. The way I understood the story is there used to be like above the knot, there used to be two the rope was two pieces of rope that went around and then looped around and did a thing and somehow the second one got cut, which is why it looked like a traditional noose yeah it got it got something about how it was configured got cut that made it look that way and they showed one on another door that was still intact but that one had gotten cut or ripped or something like back in 2019 it had nothing to do with Bubba Wallace 
Yeah, that's and that's the other thing that like it's really murky. And I've been holding off a lot on this one, but like that's a NASCAR garage. That's in that's you know right by pit road or whatever, and they've got rows and rows and rows of them. And so somebody takes this rope and they tie a loop in it so they can pull down the garage door earlier, and all the garages have it, and it's been like that for ages. And then someone goes, uh-oh, we found a noose and bubble. No one in NASCAR put that together? That's what, that's what I, that, that's where it, what smells fishy to me. No one who works on these cars and has been on these crews for years, and they've been coming to this track for years, goes, ooh, hold on, hold on. Stand down, everybody. I think that's the, do- the, the pull from, the, uh, from the, the door rope. I don't, the door rope? Yeah, that's right. I thought I inverted it. That's what I don't like about it. That's what I don't like about it. And, it. and it's so weird. It was like right after the Confederate flag thing. But listen, I'll stand down. If somebody cut it off, the, this, this is the only way I can think about it. If it kind of looks like a noose, and if they like cut it off and they put it on the driver's seat, then that's nefarious. You know, something weird is going on there. But if it was just, if it's just hanging there, like all the other rest of the garages have had for years, uh, you got nothing to complain about. You got nothing to complain about unless you just want to portray yourself as brave and look at us as how how we stand up to X, Y, and Z. Good luck with that. I wonder, I don't know if NASCAR has done irreparable damage. I don't know if uh, the NFL has done irreparable damage. I'd love to look at the numbers and see. Ever since the whole take and kneel, kneel for the national anthem, because everybody's like, I'm not going to participate. I haven't participated in the NFL. I haven't given the I haven't given the NFL a nickel since the Cleveland Browns left for Baltimore. That was it for me. That was that was it. I've been I've been out for a long time. Like the first year when Kaepernick was doing all that crap, Mm -hmm. their numbers went down after. His divisive little self was no longer with the league. People started yeah. to come back because none of this crap was going on anymore. It was like the right. problem was gone. Um, now it's all back. So, yeah, I, 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 I watch football to relax. Mm-hmm. I like the sport. I watch it to relax. If it's gonna get, if I'm gonna have to turn on my TV and watch people kneeling to the flag and the anthem, I'm just not gonna do it. I can't get it past. It makes the, me mad. I can't get past the sadness of the NFL. I really can't. I'm. It's. These are incredible physical specimens, and yes, they're athletes. And to be an athlete at that level, that's like your life. You can't mm-hmm. be the casual combatant in the NFL. You have been doing this all your life Mm -hmm. and you will get hurt. An injury will end your career. Statistically speaking, it's just, it's tick-tock on the clock. And I find that very sad. I really do. And then the vast majority of these players will will end up bankrupt or or drug addicts. And it's just like, I, I... it seems gross to me, just like watching these people ruin their lives. And they've been doing it for years. 
for years. It's been like this since they've, they've played Little League football and started to shine. Look at that young man. He has ability. And it's just like using people like Kleenex. I don't, I don't, I don't dig it. I don't, I don't dig the NFL. I like college football because I can kind of, you know, square the Playing circle on that school. one. Yeah, right? School, school yeah, it's a yeah, team yeah, spirit. Yeah, yeah. But once you choose it as a lifestyle, a, a buddy of mine was, he played in the NFL. And God bless him. He had a, he had a moment of clarity when he was returning a punt for the Cleveland Browns. He had a moment of clarity and he got out. And he's got a he's got a nice career now. Uh, he's a very very successful actor in Hollywood, but he just he used to play. Uh, I don't know if I should be saying this. He played in the NFL, then he went and he played up in uh, Canada for a while. Had a blast there. Had a blast in Canada. At a certain, if they had a big enough lead, their coach I forget which team he played for. One of the big Gatorade things would be full of beer, and you know if they had a big enough lead. Going into halftime, they just start drinking and having a good time. Then he went back to the NFL. He played for the Cleveland Browns and was returning a punt. He was on. It was a special teams guy, and it just hit him. It just hit him like a big, you know, forty-two tons of of reality. He's like, wow, all of all of these guys want to kill me. They are trying. They are about to try to kill me. Like the, mm-hmm. the just the, like the sheer vi- the violence of it just hit him all at once. And then he's like, "I got to get out of here. This is this isn't worth it." He's a he's a handsome dude. He's a charming dude. He's a very successful actor. Uh, and I, he's he's doing good. He's doing good. Let's get to um, a little bit of uh, a disappointment here, uh, which is one of the most successful games recently, video games, The Last of Us. Just a, a, a great, great game and a great story. And uh, everybody, you know, it's going to be a series now. I thought it was going to, I thought they were going to turn it into a movie, but it's going to be a TV series. And just to let you in, uh, there's been an apocalypse. There's been a, a virus has come out and people are being mutated and they're like these really fast zombies. And there's, that's the thing. And our hero uh, is a guy in his middle, he's a middle-aged guy. He lost his uh, wife uh, to the virus and his, his daughter was, was killed. So he's like a, a Mad Max guy, and he's given up on life. He can't, you know, love. He's not going to put himself out there. It's just him against the world. And then he encounters this girl, Ellie, who is like, you know, 13 years old. And her, she's immune to the virus, and he's got to get her to this hospital across the country where they can use her blood and get a cure for it. And along the journey... He learns to be, you know, he cares for her. She's like the daughter that he that he that he lost, and it's this great story. And so they they just came out with uh, Last of Us Two, which is the ongoing story of Ellie. And man, the the gaming community is just livid over this because it is the story is garbage. It's 100% girl power. It's just meandering. And it's what does it mean to be good? What does it mean to be bad? You have to play as the villain for a long time. People are rage quitting this game about two-thirds of the way through because they hate it so much. It is a great uh, example of uh, get woke, go broke. 
Yep. So, <laughs> and this thing, people are now canceling themselves. I, I can't remember the actress's name. She plays... Kristen Bell was one of them. Yeah, Kristen Bell. She does the voice of a character who's like half black, half white, I guess, on some show that I've never seen before. I don't know. Maybe she does a great job. Maybe she does a horrible job. So she decided to uh, virtual virtue signal in the ultimate way. And I shouldn't be voicing this character. I should, I should step aside. I should stop using my privilege. Okay, that's fine. Go for it. Quit. Ha 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 ha. The guy, I guess there's a white dude who does the voice of uh, Cleveland on Family Guy. He's been doing it for 20 years. And now he's like, you know what? I, uh, I should step aside and not do this voice. Here's what I want to tell that dude. If you really want to make a difference, not only do you need to quit, you need to take all the residuals, all <laughs> the residual checks yep. that you will ever get in the future and donate those to a cause. How about you do that? You want to step up? You want to make the big? Yeah. So you should sacrifice all your earnings from that too. It's absolutely ridiculous. And it's time. And now... Simpsons, the Simpsons started it, I think. Well, they did. I know they came at, uh, not Dan Castellaneta. I can't remember the, the actor's name. He does Apu. And yeah. he, he had a problem doing that. And now, you know, I, I this is, I miss, I miss my buddy Sam Simon a lot. And now with all these actors, hey, uh, you know, I'm not going to do this voice because it doesn't fit. The, the person who does the voice of Bart is a girl. Should yeah. we allow should we should we allow a woman to do the voice of a young man? That seems wrong. I mean, where does it end? It doesn't. And don't tell me it ever it, it ends because it doesn't end. No, I'm watching doesn't. them tear down statues of of Ulysses Grant. So let's just let's just stop making the Simpsons. Oh, well, by the way, destroyed the KKK. Oh, using Grant? federal troops. Oh, yeah. But like with the whole entertainment thing, and like, and, and I'll, I'll, I want to give a special shout out right now. I know a lot of people are like, ooh, I can't wait to see South Park tear into this. I can't wait to see South Park. Well, you know what? You might have to wait. I'd hate to be those guys right now with that kind of pressure. Ooh, what's South Park going to say? I'm sure they'll do something. I hope they do something. But uh, how about you make fun of it in your personal life, oh, person that's waiting for South Park to take the hit? Every once in a while, you need to stand up. You need to do it too. You can't just sit around. Oh, so South Park. He'll South Park will lay him out. Okay, here's the other good news. I love the good news. Um, there are mumblings and murmurings and murmurs uh, over at Disney and at Lucasfilm that these last three Star Wars movies might not be canon. They're, they're trying to, the rumor is, they're trying to come up with a way to explain them away. So, Rise of Skywalker, The Last Jedi, and The Force Awakens will have never existed in the Star Wars universe. And that is fantastic news. And, for you, Gimlet, because I know you're a fan uh, of Avengers Assemble, Robert Downey Jr., is in talks to return as Iron Man. He's dead. No, 
He's not. They, they can't. They can't keep doing this stuff because I actually heard somebody do this criticism of the last installment of Star Wars, which was probably the best J.J. Abrams was gonna do because the one before it was such a train wreck when they killed yeah. the villain right in the middle of the thing and never really explained who he was. I mean, that was just the strangest <laughs> thing ever. Right? He was a cloud. He was a cloud. Yeah, it was horrible. It was the worst. You can't. You can't have those kind of emotional moments, right? Because in order to have a movie that's enduring, that you watch again and again, and you learn something about the character, or learn something about the, the story that maybe you didn't recognize the first time, that's a great movie, right? Yes. yes. You can't have a great movie that has that kind of emotional hit based on a character that people are attached to, and then bring him back. Because that first movie where he dies... You just don't take it seriously anymore. You'll never watch it again. Because you know he's not dead. They, this is the problem. This is the problem. Like, Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker, was supposed to bring balance to the Force. He kills the Emperor. Mission accomplished. He has done it. By continuing mm -hmm. it on, and oh, the Emperor really wasn't dead, and Darth Vader didn't really do it, you undercut the entire mythology of everything. You have six movies saying that this is the guy that's going to bring balance to the force, blah, blah, blah. So they completely undercut the reality. That's bad news. In terms of uh, Iron Man and Tony Stark, you might as well bring him back at this point and try to just cash in and make some money off of it. Uh, because you know, they killed him for no reason. They, the only reason they killed Tony Stark at the end of Avengers Endgame was to make you sad. They just... The people who wrote that movie wanted you to be sad for whatever reason. And uh, it was a horrible, horrible misstep. Somebody fought them on that. Somewhere there's a writer who was like, this is a bad idea. This is a bad idea. And they didn't listen. And now they regret it. But it's the only no, way but, you learn. But um, Black Widow dying was real. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean and, that totally made sense with the stone they were trying to get and the relationship between her and Hawk totally made sense. That was great. That was great. However, if I'm if I'm a writer on Avengers, I'm like because you know you have to kill somebody to get that stone back. I'm like, aren't we going to do a Black Widow movie? L listen, Black Widow that sh listen, they can bring anybody back. Obviously they can bring anybody back, but if if you know you have a Black Widow movie, on the horizon, you're like, maybe we shouldn't kill her. Because, like, once I know, once you know how someone goes out, how someone dies, it's hard to be emotionally invested. Like, do, do am I going to give two shits about this Black Widow movie? Like, ooh, look at this adventure she had in the 80s. Well, have fun with that. Guess what? She gets thrown into a pit so they can get the Soul Stone. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't care. Anyway... We could this this is like a whole other uh, podcast. We've taken a turn. Right. That's the show. We got the Fourth of July right around the corner. Don't let them cancel it in your community. Fight the power. Tell jokes. Make fun of morons in a lighthearted way. Try to drop little nuggets of truth and get people to question stuff. There's so much goodness. Uh, thanks for listening. Go to iTunes. Leave. It's all about comments and start all all the platforms. the The algorithm is clamping down. And I know. Oh, I'll say this before we go. Uh, I know you've made the move, Gimlet. 
uh, we're both over on Parlor. You also need to go to CloudHub. CloudHub is another fantastic one, and they don't hold on to your data. We've been saying it here for a long time. So, yes, we're still on Twitter. Yes, we're still on Parlor. Yes, we're also on CloudHub. It's it's horrible right now, but the way the game is played, you got to be on all these platforms. So, don't get kicked off. All right, we will see you next week.